What's going on, citizens? Thank you for tuning in to the Out of Towners podcast, the podcast where we discuss our faith in Jesus Christ through the use of conversation, life experiences, and deliberation as we traverse this earth that is not our home. Now, without further ado, let's get out of town. And this is Ricky. Yep, I'm here, praise God, uh, alive by the grace of Jesus. And we got Isaac. Man, fellow bond servant of the Lord Jesus and uh, student, lifelong student. And we got Alex. Hey, hey, boy. <laughs> and me, Johnny. Nice. Alright, uh, well, we're just going to start off with a song and we're going to go into the Word of God after that mm-hmm. Brother Ricky has been uh, stirring up. Woo! So, Amen. so let's sing along. Uh, wants to hear it that's that's the album i think 
Solicited here? Yes. They are wanted. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, no soliciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what does that mean? Like, I, didn't, I didn't know what that means. Soliciting on the door. Oh, yeah. Like, that was in front of our church, too, at the fifth, huh? Yeah. yeah. No soliciting. Yeah. No soliciting. You know, Craig Blackard. I had no idea. No one wanted? Right? Just like, no one. Walking around lingering, yeah. causing trouble. We're just leaving for no reason. Mm. Just being idle. Because mm. mm. then, you know, you're like, what does God do? You know? yeah. Anyways, okay. Yep. We'll just read through it and then we'll break it down verse by verse. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our, of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Mm. Amen. That's good. Mm. Wow. Very good. Uh, this. And uh, as uh, walking in the Lord, as having 12 years, or I think 12, 11 years right now in the Lord, I think even more, uh, this is one of this, this, the verse 3 was one of my, uh, you felt two verses? Yeah, whenever I felt discouraged in this world and in life, mm-hmm. I would always go to this one. And uh, this would be my, uh, Power verse <laughs> in my life, you know. Yeah, I like how it. I like how it. Uh, it brings um, 
Jesus into account, like, um, as a way how we could relate, you know, and we could relate to Jesus through his, um, um, humanity, right? Because we know he's yeah. divine and human, a hypostatic union, but he's, um, he's also struggled like us, you know? Amen. <laughs> he's also endured hostility and for, for, you know, what he stands. And I like how it's like, well, we don't have a savior. Like in Hebrews chapter four, it says we don't have a savior who, um, you know, has, who has not been tempted. Right. Yeah. But he would, he, he was perfect. You know, he, he didn't fall into that temptation. Amen. So exactly. We cannot. Let me see if I can pull this. We look, we look, you know, Jesus, it's a great example, you know? Of our uh, of suffering in the flesh. Yeah, like in um, uh, I got the I, the exact wording here Read it. in Hebrews chapter four, which is, uh, it says in verse fifteen, for for we do not have a high priest talking about Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So he's, he, it's crazy because like God Almighty, you know, and I can tie this into to, uh, Philippians chapter two, where it's talking about how God Almighty humbled himself down to the point of a servant and was tempted like we were, right? So, so this can really help. This is often very useful, like when we come to struggles like temptation and uh, depression, um, anxiety, or whatever it may be that we're struggling with, because there's something comforting about having like, uh, a savior or or uh, someone you look up to um, in this case god the christian god who is like us you know like yeah. he's, he's not some sort of remote deity just away from us um who, who doesn't know what it's like to to be like us but there's something beautiful about just him like being able to say yeah i was human too like yeah son and I, I know i know exactly what you what you've been through like look up to him yeah, we, we we look more than look up to him. We we revere him, you know. No, no, but I'm saying like you look up to him, like knowing that he was in the same situation that you're in, kind of. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he could do it. Well, you know. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that's that's what I I really. Uh, that's why you like the book of Hebrews. Yeah, <laughs> I I love the book of Hebrews, man. It's my favorite. Yeah, because at the end of the day, everybody can relate to Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he can relate to us. Yeah. Everything we go through, we can just be like, Lord, you went through it, and we can say, you went through even think something worse. Not That's why this precise. scripture comes in. And, but. He went through vengeance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. I'm going to turn it on low. Okay. So, verse one, we go says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud, a great, a cloud of witnesses. Which is, pause there. Mm -hmm. So, um, if we read in chapter 11, it goes through the, oh, the uh, brothers that are, suffering. Um, the champions of faith, they call them, you know, Abraham, Moses, and whatnot, but, um, Gideon. Yeah, Gideon, a lot of them were tortured and um, martyred, you know? Sawed in half. Sawed in half, exactly. And in it the, in the, in the, in the refers to these guys, you know? It says, so the writer of Hebrews, he was like, so check this out, guys, you know? Since we surrounded, you know, by, in this word, in the word, uh, cloud of witnesses in the Greek, uh, it refers to a large group of people. That's what it's referring to, a large group of people. So in a sense, he's kind of like, it's in a sense, it's, and if we continue talks, he's also using a, like a, a athletic, like a, um, athlete analogy, you know, because he's running a race. Oh. So it's almost in a sense as like, like they're spectators, you know, these mm -hmm. champions of faith are spectating us. And like, in a sense, they're like cheering like us on. Yeah. You know, um, that's just, you know, that's just, 
it can be a bad exegesis of the verse. Yeah, that's a good one. But you know, that's kind of what he's trying to trying to imply here. Yeah, you know, he's trying like, to like bring out like a sense of universal yeah. unity. Like whether that's the word. case that they're looking at us right now or not, I don't know. But that's the picture we're getting here. You know. Mm-hmm. So we have these champions of faith, um, and they're you know just cheering us along. Rooting, rooting suffered for us. Yeah. yeah, the ones that suffered before us. Um, and I think we can all, you know, kind of uh, uh, get encouraged by, you know, brothers in the past that have passed, you know, yeah. you know, and look and get encouraged by their faith. So to Lewis. keep going forward, yep. C.S. Lewis, <laughs> Sproul. Oh, sorry about the names, but. These guys are oh, that's known. Okay. They're known. Oh, that's a good name, <laughs> um, a good name drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, reformers, but... in all the other past, you know, not even not before the... After the, the, the era of the apostles, you know, and in the early church, you get all of these people, you know, that... Yeah. You yeah, can say you can, you can look up to by the... You know, mm. because of their faith. Yeah, because a lot of people think, like, not that they think, but feel like, kind of like when they talk about Paul or Peter or anyone, like, they just, they think that they're, like, like, superhuman almost, you know, like, oh, okay. they, like, oh, you can't have the faith they had. Yeah. Like, they're, they're way out of your league. Yeah. You know? But then, you know, you think about, like, oh, yeah, they, they got tortured and this and that. Like, can you go through it? Like, well, people in the, the after them did. Yeah. You know, and... Could be worse. It could have been... I think it was worse. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And, well, that's the also part of the cloud of the witnesses. Amen, brother. And it's comforting, you know. It's not written down. Yeah. Definitely. Big time, man. So, we'll continue. Yeah. All right. Here comes, here comes a little bit of preaching. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, we got two things here. We see that there is a weight and there is a sin. Okay? Yeah. Now, we got to lay aside these two things. Okay? Now we'll go to the, we'll see the first one. It says, uh, anything that weighs us, what? It weighs us down, right? Every weight. What does it say in the origin? Um, ESV says, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Okay. Mine says hindrance. Hindrance, good. That's the word I was looking for. But uh, yeah, so every weight, obviously, you know, we can uh, understand uh, by, uh, uh, um, physics that with physics that when you add weight to your body, what happens? You run slower. Exactly. There's a hindrance. So, Some drag. Yeah. So uh, keeping it in the athletic analogy here that he's using this renders analogy. You know. Uh, Obviously, you wouldn't want a weight on you if you're trying to finish a race. Why? Because it's going to hinder you, you know? It's going to slow you down, cause you to trip, it's going to cause you to um, mm. drag, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a good question, I think, to, to, to tell ourselves, ask ourselves. You know, is there any hindrances in our lives? What's mm. hindering? What's what's a weight? You know, not and it's not necessarily sin. It doesn't have to be sin, because he makes a separation here: weight and sin. So there's certain things that in our lives that might not be sin, but they're not just they're not beneficial. They might even be good. I would say they might even be good oh, because yeah. of, like a, like doctrine, mm-hmm. like like you're getting getting way too like. Because there's a good verse in Ecclesiastes that says, "With more knowledge comes more sorrow," which could definitely be something that that slows you down. It's a it's a weight, right? So be like, no, knowledge of the Word of God puffs up sometimes, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't, you know, um, back it up with love and and uh, and faith and wisdom. So if I feel like just filling your head up with so much doctrine and like all these um, things in the Bible or just just, just like knowledge of, of the Word of God, right? It, it can be it's good. It's, it's a good thing, right? Yeah, philosophy, th- things that are good. The love of what was it? Love of Money? No, philosophy. Ideas. The love of yeah, ideas. I think. Love ideas. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, it, it can be one of those things that that just weighs down on you. Amen. Like, like, yes, sir. Something that's especially if it's not the gospel. Big time. Yeah. If it's like something like um, secular. Trying to, yeah, secular. Or what if it's like the Trinity, right? If you try to wrap your head around your Trinity, the Trinity, which is, you know, it's it's. Not something like we can 100% understand. Yeah. Psst, psst, don't say the word Trinity. We lost all the info views. We lost half of our, <laughs> of our viewers. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, let God be built. Um, so, yeah, like, like if you try to wrap your hand around the Trinity or the oneness, like Amen. even if you're the oneness, or if you try to wrap your hand around predestination, you're going to find yourself going through a loop. Yeah, and that can weigh you down. Yeah, that can weigh you down because from focusing on the gospel, what really matters, Jesus. Exactly, and and, and that's because there's a there's a factor to God that's incomprehensible. Amen. And uh, it doesn't mean we can't understand Him, but there's another Bible verse that says that His ways are beyond measure. We will never know Him. We will never completely know God until we're glorified with Him. Um. So yeah, man, it can definitely so many ways, good and bad. So that's a good, you know, scripture to like kind of anal- uh, ex- uh, examine our in our lives, you know. Yeah. And just Definitely. you know, it can be anything, mm-hmm. really. You know, we know our lives. Our eight to fives. <laughs> and then you know, we just gotta make a prioritize. Be wise, you know. Just be wise with the way that you that you put on yourself. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's good. Uh, next one. And the sin which easily ensnares us. Now, the Greek here, we got the easily ensnares. Uh, you got two definitions admired and or dangerous. Hmm. So it's the sin that's admired or dangerous. You know? Yeah, that could be a lot. Huh? That could be a lot. Exactly, it's a big, it's, well, it's very big, it's very vague, but, um, no, I mean, maybe, like, to be admired, like, you want to be admired? The sin, the sin that is admired? It's easily no. admirable, like, you can admire it. The sin? That's, yeah, talking the about sin, the sin, oh, yeah, okay. The yeah, sin. Like pride. And it's dangerous, you know? Yeah, exactly, like, pride is something that a lot of people admire to have in their lives, um, just no, I mean, like, like, someone, you know, having pride that people look up to them. That's what I mean. Oh, okay, so the, um, the looking for the, the glory of, the glory of man, yeah. You're just, another, yeah. You're just talking about, like, a, a very biblical concept, a real concept that is, um, that we love sin. Our flesh loves to sin, Amen. loves to fall, and, there's, and we are inclined to sin. Yep. There's a, 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 I just read in the book of Numbers that uh, God says that uh, there were these idols that the people of Israel were kind of like uh, serving the, like the plain, and God uses the word playing the prostitute with so like these are this sin is something that God, God uses the word that we whore after yeah so like it's, it's something that like 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 just our flesh just really just it, it desires it, it admires it craves it it craves sin and makes an idol out of it so it is exactly why it's easily um, ensnares us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's admired and dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That, so, that's what makes it dangerous, I would say. Amen. So it's telling us to lay aside these two things. That way we can continue to run the race freely, you know. Mm-hmm any obstacles without any obstacles in our way yeah and you know obviously we're we continue to we will continue to 
fall in sin, but not intentionally, you know, just because we're, we're serving, we live in this um, sinful nature that's condemned. Mm. You know? But yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, the author's telling us you got to do something about it. You mm. know? Do something. Lay, it's a verb, lay it aside. By faith. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, we'll continue on. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Um, pretty clear there, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a, you know, there's a, um, a race, obviously, you know, speaking about our life, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, our pilgrimage in this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like those bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Bunyan. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to run it, it says with endurance. Like you know? Forrest Gump? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it uses like a race, like you said, like an athlete, athletic race. Yeah. And I like, you know, in, a, in another book, I think Paul likens it to a fight in Timothy. Oh, yeah. Like, like a boxer, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. Fight. And fight the fight. good fight. I think he tells Timothy, like, fight the good fight of faith. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, another athletic thing. Like, it's something we have to... Yeah. Um, endure? Yeah, endure and... Um, and we'll go through, you know? We have to go through yeah. a race and finish the race, finish the fight, you know? Exactly. And it, uh, it's telling us how we should run. And then we've got to run with endurance. You know, and endurance is just basically being patient, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Enduring, um, forbearance. Yeah, uh, or you want to support something when you're, um, well, can I have something? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just got really, really like into food lately. Like not food, like, you know, like, I eat it all the time, you know, but... <laughs> like, let me... But, like, yeah. uh, studying it, so... Yeah. Okay. Like, when you said endure, and I was thinking running, like, in my mind, I just remembered, uh, like, uh, I remember Oscar, uh, someone, well, we know, we know Oscar, you know? Oscar said that when he ran the marathon, that they, that they, uh, they, they carry little pockets of, of salt. Yeah. So when they start to cramp up, they take a little salt, like a... The lick of salt? Yeah, they, they drink some salt, whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then they, their cramp goes away and they can keep running. Uh, what? But, so they just, uh... That reminds me of, you know, when Jesus says that... I think it was Matthew or Mark, sorry, Mark. I don't remember the chapter, but it says that... Um, to... That if the salt loses its taste, then it's good for nothing. Remember? Oh. And then I think he says uh, to something about the love between the, the brothers. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah, and, it, and salt is like a, a preservative too, huh? Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It helps us endure. Yeah, <laughs> it, helps, it helps us um, endure. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, speaking of all Fixing our eyes on Jesus, locking our eyes on His eyes or His face, His presence, right? Mm. Um, in other words, our focus, our inspiration, our motivation, our example has to be Jesus, okay? Mm -hmm. 
And uh, when you look at the Greek, uh, there's a verb that implies looking away from everything else. Wow. So you're looking away from everything else and looking just um, to Jesus, you know? Yeah. So if there's anything else that might be, in a sense, worthy of looking at, <laughs> you know? It can you can obviously you know get caught and take your eyes off of him and place your eyes on this certain thing that you might deem worthy, you know. With your attention. Yeah. Or after. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, that might be better than Jesus in that moment, or you know that might yeah. that might fill you or suffice you more than Jesus in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we gotta check ourselves and I know my, my grace is sufficient for you, you know? Yeah. There's nothing else. Because when you take your eyes off of Jesus in your life, um, He no longer is sufficient for you in that moment. You know? Yeah. And, you can, and this happens in From other, it can be from people or from your life in general, you know? Mm. You're expecting more and you no longer are content with your life. Why? Because you placed, took your eyes off of the gospel, off of the grace, salvation, Jesus' blood. That's all you need, baby. Life Amen. is simple. Life is simple. Amen. The gospel. And food and clothes. Amen. Yeah. So, gospel. looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Man, I think there's a word uh, in Philippians says that. Um, how does it go? He has a. Uh, he has prepared the. He has started the. A good work in us is faithful to finish it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Basically, you know, Jesus has called us to this faith. You know, He chose us. Yeah. He's the author. Yeah. He's the one that wrote it up from the beginning. Foundation of so the world. Could this be a verse used to uh, back up predestination? Could be, yeah. Or to uh, say that, like, we had no um, or Calvinism. Calvinism, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, because uh, found he's he's the one who he's the author, and mine mine says the founder, the uh -huh. founder of our faith. So, um, in in that way, like, um, he what. It, the faith wasn't in me and there's nothing I, I could have done to like uh, somehow to incite the faith but he wrote it in he founded it amen you know yep in a way I think by his mercy by his by the yeah only by the goodness of his of his attributes yep that's why we're saved he has mercy on whom he has mercy yeah, <laughs> yeah man and that's why we the more we should be grateful because you know, yeah. we could have been one of those walking through the wide broad and wide gate that leads to destruction. We could have been one of those. Yeah. But we are so blessed, man. Man. So like uh, yeah. Yeah. like David and brothers. Yeah. Like, I'll pick that guy. Even though those guys probably look better. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, these guys are nicer people. But... I'm gonna choose that evil man right there. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amen. So. And it's just for him not to choose us, you know. Yep. It's just life. exactly. It's just for him to not even try to save us. Yeah. 
we don't deserve saving. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I won't go too deep in that because you know. Yeah. We'll continue here. Uh, here it starts to get even better. Here. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Ooh. Right. What was the joy you think? You guys think that was set before him? That was it was able for him. That he was able to look at that for taking that joy and helped him endure the cross. For our salvation. Reconciliation. <laughs> Amen. Exactly. Uh, he looked. He looked past the cross. He looked past his suffering flesh. Mm-hmm. He looked past his death. He looked into the future. <laughs> well, for God, there is no future, right? But kind of like what you said earlier. Every eye is fixed on Jesus. Amen. But he had his eyes fixed on us. Amen. He had exactly. He had his eyes fixed on the wow. salvation of the sheep of his people. And the joy of knowing, you know, when you think about it, Jesus knew that there were still many that weren't gonna come to him, you know. But yeah. that, but that didn't, that didn't discourage him. He did it for the ones that were gonna follow him, you know. And he had plenty of salt. Amen. Exactly. So, Amen. you know, that's a good. It's a, you know, we can. I think we can learn from that also. Apply into our lives that, um, dang, it's bad how nice how nice it goes out like that. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it makes like a loud noise. Like, bah! Like, <laughs> you know, we, we we shouldn't be too discouraged. You know that not many, not many when we preach the gospel, not many come. You know, yeah. not many repent, not many come to Christ. Don't let that discourage us. But we can kind of, in a sense, continue the work knowing that there's, there's still a few out there that will be saved, you know? Same way with Jesus. Like, you know what? I'm not going to let the other those, you know, people that weren't going to be saved or we're going to reject and we're not discouraged me. I'm just going to continue, you know, to uh, do it for the ones that, that we really, that are, you know? Yeah, I like how it, I like how it says... Um... It says, for the joy that was set before him. So, um, he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. So, um, like, joy uh, was coming, like, after the endurance, you know? Mm, okay. Like he had to endure yeah, it. He had to endure it. For... Before him, it was there. Yeah. And he hasn't got it yet before. Uh, and, and, like, it's a parallel to us, too, because, like, we have to endure this human life for a... Uh, you know, in persecution as a Christian. So for the joy that's set before us too, that is um, to be, you know, to, for the inheritance, you know, that is before us, that's the joy. So that although, you know, we don't have joy right now, like um, the endurance is, um, is, in other words, like endurance is necessary for the joy, you know? Amen, exactly. That's so true. Yes, and then that, that we look to Jesus there, who was the perfect example of that, who had to get flogged and he, you know, was humiliated and uh, betrayed by friends. That's our. That's exactly. That's exactly what the next verse says. Says, he despising the shame, right, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Obviously, it's glorification at that last part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the part where it says despising the shame. Well, this is a this is big right here, you know. Yeah. You know, shame is is uh no one wants to go through embarrass and embarrassment, you know. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's that's part of shame, you know, being it's a a feeling like a painful feeling that you get. Uh, you turn red. It's you know it's even physical. Some sometimes physically like. Yeah. feel it physically you know that's yeah, how harsh it is yeah. yeah and uh start sweating yeah sweating blood in Jesus' case yep and it usually happens when you mess up or you do something wrong when you're guilty of something you know you don't want to suffer the shame of that right and whether it's small or big you know everyone is trying to avoid it you know 
Mm. We avoid being shamed. Yeah. We avoid it. We do our best to avoid it. Yeah, at all You times. know, we were so defensive. You know? Um, yeah. But Christ, it says here that he despised it, I think, because of that joy, you know? Mm. Um, and what was the shame that he suffered? I was thinking about it, and it could have been, I came up with three uh, views. The first one was that he kind of suffered, obviously, in his physical form, you know? He was, uh, obviously, they, what did they do? They stripped him, right? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of embarrassing, you know, for a person to be stripped of, you know? Yeah. To be treated like that, taking, just force, forcefully, you know, they just rape you, you know? Yeah, it's it's It's, embarrassing to just have no clothes on, but forcefully? Exactly. They were going against your will, you know? Um, Just also beaten, spat upon, Mm. uh, smited, punched, you know? Um, flogged, you know, mm. um, that's very, that's, I can't imagine, you know, him being the creator, king, Jesus, yeah. it's just, it's just like a very shame, it's a very embarrassing moment to go through, you know, more than embarrassing, I say just, shame so, that it's, you know, yeah, humiliating, yeah, and, uh, the second view is, you know, the, the culture, you know, how the people saw him, how he was viewed by the people. He had endured that shame, the shaming on him. Like, ah, look at the man that he said he was, you know, the wow. Christ, the yeah. Savior, right? When they would mock him, oh, you know, can you, why can't you save yourself? You save people, others, you know? Um, yeah. You know, imagine his brothers there, his sisters, his, his mom looking at him, being flogged, you know? being mocked at on the cross, hanging. Like, to him, that's that would be very humiliating, you know? Yeah. Looking at the, just the, you, you know, you're, you're counted as a criminal on the cross. You're counted as a criminal. So these people saw Christ as his, him doing as a criminal, you know? Yeah. He was there for a reason, and it's not a good reason. <laughs> it allows you for a crime, you know? So he had to suffer that. Right. And the last, the, the, uh, the hardest shame I think was it came from the father. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. he already cried out, "Father, why uh, have you forsaken me?" And that's because he suffered the the full vengeance, <laughs> yeah. wrath, the enmity that he had towards us was poured out on his son Jesus Christ. So there, the shame he was enduring. You says that he despised all that. You know. Yeah. Imagine your father um, despising or just yeah despising you, counting counting you as worthless, counting you as as nothing. You know. Yeah. Your own father, right? I mean that that's hard to go through. You know, and that's how God had to uh, look upon His Son at that moment. As nothing, yeah, as well. dirt, as perverse, vile, mm-hmm. because he was carrying the burden of the sin of the world upon himself. He was a scapegoat. He was bearing all of the per- every perverse thing you can think of, bro. The worst thing you can think of that a man can do was on Christ. So imagine the wrath that he had to suffer from our holy God. Whew. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. It's something, man. It's just, and it says that he was he he didn't care. He used he despised it. You know, he just he went through it. I don't. I'm gonna go through it for Johnny. I'm gonna go through it for Alex. Maybe Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of he's gonna go through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, boom! Preaching time. Hey, I found the. How do we, huh? Sorry, I found the verse. I thought, sorry, I thought you were going to be. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, Mark nine fifty. Salt is good, but if the salt should lose its flavor, how can you season it? 
Have salt amongst among yourselves and be at peace with one another. It's good. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, Sorry, back to your what's in. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, therefore, Paul, what does he say? First Romans 1 16. I am not what? Ashamed. Shame, maybe. Not as bad. I'm ashamed of the gospel, you know? Yeah. And, uh, Obviously, he says because it's, you know, the power of God, but at the same time, I understand it because look at what Christ had to suffer, you know, the shame mm. that he went through, you know? So, mm. it, it'll be, it would be cowardly of us to, yeah. to be ashamed for Christ, you know? Yeah. Very cowardly. Extreme. If we ever are, we should get, get a stick and... Get ourselves on a skate. But uh but you know it's it's to to profess, you know, that you love Christ and you're a follower of Christ and yet you're ashamed to um, speak of his word and to suffer, you know. Not even this not nothing this suffering is compared is nothing compared to you know the people yeah. that are suffering in other parts of the world and before, you know, the early church. You know, and I think we should look for to be ashamed. You know, we should look for the embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. That's how we should, I think, approach it. You know, but not as it, not in a like a masochistic, masochistic type of way. Like yeah. where, where you're like, oh, I, I like, like, I love suffering. I oh, yeah, like, exactly. you know, it's just like I will, I will preach the gospel. I'll preach the truth, and if suffering is a byproduct of that, then I will gladly accept it. Amen. Yeah, the, the apostles were happy when they got beat. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm but I mean, no, like, suffering just, isn't even like uh It's not a. No, I'm not saying they're like. I'm not saying they like people be. I'm saying they liked, you know, that they they were worthy to be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, At the moment, those are suffering. Yep. Yeah. They were like, you know what? Bring it on, baby. Not yeah. in the sense of you know, I want it, but yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't, you know. Then, and I have to suffer through it and praise God, you know? But yeah, I'm just trying to emphasize the kind of hyperbole in a way. <laughs> yeah. That we should be kind of, you know, Absolutely. it shouldn't be, we shouldn't be ashamed. Mm-hmm. What's a hyperbole? When you, ex- when you like exaggerate to make a point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man. And every time, and every the time you, if you ever go through some kind of a, embarrassment of suffering persecuted by the, for the sake of Christ just remember he he suffered most shame they hated him first yeah they hated him first exactly he suffered great shame that we would never be able to endure so amen um, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Mm. Just ties into that. Yeah. You know, every time we uh, find ourselves, you know, in in a time of weary, faint-hearted. Yeah. You know, we gotta consider consider Christ and the hostility and the suffering that he went through, so that we won't so be weary and faint. So in other words, like we we turn to the, the the cross, we turn to the gospel for for strength. Yep. Like like every time it says you know that we may not grow weary or faint hearted. Again, it's talking about the endurance. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to grow weary and faint hearted during a race, right? Yep. So we look to Christ. We look to God for the strength, because um, it's always uh, as we alluded to earlier. It's always comforting. It's always um, revitalizing. <laughs> Amen. It's good to exactly look to hear the gospel. Yeah, and uh, he kind of, kind of, uh, kind of the next verse. He kind of like um, gives a reason why to. He says, "You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin." You know. Oh yeah. And you know, obviously, in the, at that moment, they still yet have not suffered. Um, physical persecution, you know. Mm. So you're saying like, just look, you guys haven't even yet suffered the physical bloodshed, you know, of mm. your body. So, you know, uh, 
Hebrews were not bold. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they, they definitely were. At that moment, yeah. So yeah. he's just kind of saying, like, you know, like, just remember, keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hmm. That's, I love this little part right here. Yeah, I do too. You can totally jump into the gospel easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brothers, that was a exposition of Hebrews 12, 1 through 4. And uh, hopefully we were edified by it. Yeah, it was. Encouraged, you know. Yeah. Um, let us, you know, apply it and the Holy Spirit working in us. Yeah. Look to Jesus and the gospel for strength and endurance. Yep. For the joy that is set before us. <laughs> and then, and then that, yeah. In a nutshell, um, just preach yourself the gospel every day. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good habit. Just remind yourself of Christ every day and what you had to go to. Do you want to end with prayer or? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sure. Someone else can read it this time. Open it up. Johnny, what do you want? What do you want? To uh, me? Okay, I'll end the prayer. Lord Jesus, we come before your most holy presence, God. By no work of our own, Lord, because you alone are merciful and have torn the veil, Lord, that we may behold your glory. Thank you, God, for the mercy you showed us, Lord, on the cross. And how sweet it is, Lord, that I was dead, Lord, in my trespasses, completely unable, Lord, to be at peace with you, Lord, to, to inherit eternal life, but you being merciful have quickened me, Lord, have, have made me alive in Christ Jesus. And that is, Lord, why. That is why my heart sings, Lord. It is why, Lord, I am redeemed. It is why, Lord, I am, being able, I am able to be at peace with you, O Lord. Help me remember this gospel, Lord, that has so profoundly rescued me, Lord that has taken me from the depths of the deepest abyss, Lord, and has made me alive. Thank you, Lord. Let me not belittle this gospel, but let it be something that revitalizes me and completely changes my heart, Lord, and, and disposition, Lord, that we I may be completely poured out for your sake, Lord, and take honor and... and, and uh, Take honor in that. Take honor in, in, in dying to myself daily, Lord, knowing that you alone are the cornerstone and that you are the reason why I am able to walk and run this race in endurance, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to continue walking this race in this fighting this fight and looking to you as the prime example. Thank you for the, the message that brother ricky imparted lord that you used greatly to edify us lord and make us more like you and thank you lord jesus for the gospel in jesus name i pray amen amen amen, amen. amen.